What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Welcome back. It has been a little while. I have gone on a bit of hiatus and I don't think I've done a solo podcast in a couple years. So this feels like a good time to come back, reconnect, tell you what I'm thinking and feeling. Because last year I wasn't sure if I wanted to stick with the podcast, which is a really weird thing to say when you're nearing that 11 million download mark, which thank you, by the way, um, it's such an incredible, it's been such an incredible ride. It's been such an incredible experience. But that's not to say that it hasn't also been a little bit difficult. It really, I think in the world of podcasting, it looks so simple and it looks like it's nothing. Sometimes because it looks really easy to pick up a microphone and talk, and in many circumstances it is, but not all of them. And something that I have really had to reflect on in the last year is that what looks good on paper might not be feeling good inside. And I always wanted to make sure that I was pursuing things not just because they're successful, if that makes sense because you have to feel good about it. And I wasn't feeling good about it. And I felt like I was almost, oh, it's another Monday. It's a pot. Maybe recording on Mondays was not ideal, to be honest. I mean, Mondays are not great in general, but I, this thing that I hate about podcasts is the exact same thing that I love about it. And I was thinking about it. Yes, I'm going to talk about Jason Kelsey, but I was thinking about it after the Eagles game, which was a devastating loss. And you see Jason clearly very, very emotional. And I'm thinking about New Heights, their podcast, which I love. And I'm thinking about the fact that I know that episode comes out on Wednesday, which means he's playing Monday Night Football. He's going to get a little night to recover. And then tomorrow he's going to hit the record button and he's going to have to talk about it. And in the very early stages of the podcast, he's like, I just want to shut myself in a room for a few days. But yet, they still have the conversation. And this is what I mean when I say it's the thing I love about it is the thing I hate about it too is because it's so raw. There's no, like, yes, there's editing, but there's no, there's no removing emotion from it. There's no removing when you're having a bad day and you're showing up, you're showing up as that person. 
And as I listened to that episode, it really reminded me that I don't have to be this perfect version mentally and in my wellness of that I maybe want to be when it comes to showing up. And I think there's a lot of mental health stigma around you know, if you struggle with mental health, that means that you're a bad parent or it can mean that you're a bad partner. It can mean that you're a bad worker. And I and I really, 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 really had to sit with all of this in the last, I guess, six weeks or so of do I want to do this because it's successful? Do I want to do this because I love it? Do I want to do this because I think I'm supposed to be? What is the why? And taking that time and space away from it, especially given how my mental health has been in the last year and the fact that the podcast felt like a, a little bit of a weight or another thing to do, I had to step away to, to really see it for what it is. And so we're taking back the pod. It's going to change a little bit. I am so excited to continue to have some really meaningful, deep conversations, ones that will set off light bulbs in our minds, right? The, the ones that have stuck, the ones that are years old, that still live in my brain and in my system of life now, they're just... You know that like that TikTok sound where it's like, what's that on that what's that life hack you heard? And you unconsciously have changed your entire life. And it's usually like a way to strain your spaghetti. But with this podcast, I've had the opportunity to put phones down, to not text, to not email, to literally sit with somebody and have conversations about things that often I've never had the opportunity to do. And so I had to think about similar to if you've ever, okay, I'm going to use running it as an example because I've been doing that. Um, If you have ever moved your body in a way that you're like, my God, I just don't know. How, How do I get there? How do I show up to that spot versus the feeling you feel afterwards? Because there's a lot of raw vulnerability that comes with pressing the record button. And there's a lot of mental game that you play with yourself to get there. At least I have been in the last year. Maybe I didn't the three years prior. And really uh, deciding to show up knowing that the feeling afterwards is so rewarding. And then the benefit of being able to share it all with you. But I will be honest, the last year has changed everything for me. It's changed my business. It's changed my relationships. It's changed so, so much of the way that I show up on social media. Um, As many of you I've talked about before many times, you can listen to our podcast about mental health and marriage. PMDD rocked my world. That's the only way that I can really describe it. And it has been such a journey to navigate what it is to feel euphorically happy and then devastatingly low and to go through that cycle over and over and over again. There's a part of you that feels like you don't trust your mind anymore and your brain anymore. And when I started sharing about it, I knew that it would be received in mixed ways. I knew that people would doubt if it was real. I knew that people would also feel so validated and so heard. I didn't know that people would be so cruel. I knew that there would be, I mean, mean, question marks. Um, And just like trigger warning here on this. Um, But on my birthday, 
uh, my past birthday. I turned 39. And somebody wrote me and said, you failed. Grab the rope. And I thought the cruelty of what happens like online and just I think I used to have a thicker skin for it and I think my I think my thick skin has been so worn down that it's no longer thick and that's been hard for me to show up online I mean I think through everything I say through three separate filters of you know how could somebody portray this differently How could this be misconstrued? How can somebody reword this in their own mind? And I think of my friend Avery, who said something to me that I had to echo back into myself over and over and over. Avery Francis, thank you for what you said, which is people will view you through the lens of their own bias, and you can't really change that. Um, So that's helped in a sense. But I think it can be extremely difficult when you are struggling with your mental health, to show up in spaces, in vulnerable spaces like podcasting, in vulnerable spaces like um, social media, which for me is vulnerable because, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little snotty. Um, If I'm honest, it used to be fun. We used to just have fun. We used to cheer each other on. We used to be so, I don't know, enamored by the excitement of what we got to do, which was share our little days. And I love that. I know that a lot of people don't. A lot of people are just like, don't you have a life outside of this? Of course we do. If you really add up all the minutes that you get to see in somebody's stories, it's like 15 minutes out of a 24 hours. It is not, it is not an entire glimpse, but I have always loved sharing. I started social media as a stay-at-home mom with only little children around me to experience my days, to have other people to talk to, to to be able to share in experiences, even when you feel worlds away from them, to find these little bubbles of connecting, to remember what it was like to go through divorce and have people I found online that had also gone through divorce and I could talk with them about it or at least hear from their experiences. When I started, you know, regaining weight after, you know, losing a lot of weight and really struggling with all of that, finding other people who had walked that path before me and getting to hear their words when it came to going back into postpartum again. I mean, over and over and over, social media has been such a freaking blessing. And I have to hold on to that because it is such a blessing. But I do think um, things have definitely changed as, you know, our society has grown in its usage of it. I mean, I think 15 years ago, I don't know that anybody would have dreamed of leaving the types of comments that people do now. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the entire spectrum of the internet. I remember going coming across this page who um, she was sharing a embroidery that she had done. And she said, you know, look at I'm doing embroidery art. And, you know, people were like, that's not art, that's crafts. And then people jumped on that, like you're damaging the art world by talking about your embroidery as if it's part of our world. And it was back and forth. And and I see this a lot where I will come across a random, I'll be scrolling reels and I'll come across a random video and I open it up in the top comments because they get so engaged with, they are just so noticeable. And uh I, I watched a woman go through a miscarriage and people say, I can't believe that you're just going to use this for attention instead of what I remember it being, which was 
hey, we're here to support you. This was such an invisible thing for so long. Women went through miscarriages and, you know, infertility for so many years, very silently, and social media gave them a voice. And now we're like, shut up. Like, what in the Barbie movie is happening here? And so, um, yeah, that's sort of a quick, a quick little insight as to where my head's been at for the last year and the fact that I just haven't felt if you're if you know if you're aware that your skin is thin are you willing to still let yourself get hurt and I've had to question that because I I think at times and and because it got so low last year I had to really think like a survivor think like somebody who would ask myself the questions of how am I interacting with the world and how can I protect myself? And, you know, it's really interesting. Yesterday, I was, uh, I don't know, I think I was having a little anxious moment and I opened up my DM, I opened up my DMs and there was a DM from somebody that just said, um, you just popped up in my mind and I want you to know that you've made a, you've made such a difference. And I was like, wow, that's so weird because as I'm reading that, it was like moments after me feeling like, I don't know, does any of this matter? Do you know what those like anxious thoughts of everything? Maybe nobody else has doom thoughts. I get them. So, um, and then I read, I opened another DM and it was like, hey, I've n- I don't feel like I've ever told you this before, but this is the impact you made on my life. And I think time and time again, we've, and, and if you go back to the episode with Dude Daniel, uh, we talked about, you know, believing in the good, believing in what is possible and really holding on to that. And I've had to do that. Um, an update on the PMDD side, the last few months have been a little bit better. And it's, I have decided in a way to not share as much, especially in real time, because I've, I've noticed that people, when they realize you're down, will utilize that as an opportunity to hurt you. And so I've been really cautious to make sure that when I do share, it's in a time and space that I have capacity to uh, manage maybe some of the comments that can come with it. So um, I mean, it's an interesting thing because I've always been like everything in real time, nothing is like off limits. And uh, I've realized that people don't want your they don't want you to be honest. They want you to say what they expect you to all the time. It's not an, it's, I actually wrote this down in my notes back in December. I wrote, people want authenticity, but then will judge you when you show them who you are. And so sharing about mental health for me was a big step. I, to be honest, I like to open social media and just giggle. I like to giggle. I like to learn how to dress. I like to do my makeup. I like to feel inspired. It can be hard, and I know I've apo- I've openly apologized because I felt like people followed me for uplifting content, and all of a sudden, she's the girl that's crying, and all of a sudden, she's the girl that's like, not okay, and she's the girl that's struggling to, you know, not ha- like have thoughts of really dangerous things, and so I decided to not be inauthentic, but just start being smarter about the way that I managed my thin skin that I have with everything. But the last few months have been really, really hopeful. And I say that with a little bit of caution, but um, uh, Shane and I went away for Joanna's birthday in Joanna, who's the founder of NYX. It was her 40th birthday. We went to Mexico 
for a weekend, literally a weekend. I thought that's going to feel so fast, but it was honestly so perfect. And I knew that this was actually coinciding with my PMDD as well. And and it was um, such a blessing because the month before had been really rough. And so we got down there and just that time with us and the sun and with people, it was the perfect distraction. And it also taught me that not every single month is going to be horrific. But I also recognized I could not go to Mexico every single time I had a, a episode of PMDD, which, you know, is every three to week, three weeks. Uh, then we started training for, uh, well, we amped up our training for the 10K. Gem and I uh, ran a Disney 10K, which we signed up for back in the spring of last year. And we started training for that. And it was at first horrific because we went from running on treadmills in a gym that we've been doing to running outside, which let me tell you, very different. And I actually prefer the outdoors, but it was very cold and my lungs were killing me and we had mere weeks to get ready to do a full 10K. So we have um, start running outside and we're picking up the pace. We're trying to do it a little bit more regularly, really just amping up for what we're about to do, which is, you know, wake up at two in the morning and do a full 10K through Disney. And so I noticed in December, huh, I mean, this episode was actually pretty, pretty okay too. And uh, I feel pretty all right. And so I started doing some research around the connections between cardio and mental health, especially PMDD. And there obviously the answers were vague because there hasn't been a lot of studies that have been done on PMDD. It's still a little, not newer, but it has been so underdiagnosed because PMS has been so over-discussed in a way that that's just, it's too normalized, right? This is my opinion, but it's a very normalized thing to experience. And I don't think that everyone maybe understands that there's a difference between a PMS and the spectrum on which a PMDD is, which is one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about it was because I hadn't, I, I only learned about it from other people. I didn't learn about it from a doctor. I learned about it from other people. And it's really hard to expect yourself to, especially when you feel so, so, so low, and then you go so, so, so high. It's hard to be like, let's go to the doctor, because <laughs> you're not going to go, you're probably not going to call when you're feeling really, really low. And when you're feeling really, really high, it's hard to be like, yeah, something's wrong. So it did take other people sharing about it to help me get there. But I really have fast noticed that there hasn't been a lot of research and a lot of help. So it is a little bit of guesswork. I am on SSRIs. I cycle on and off of them. And I have been also upping a lot of my vitamin intake. And then this cardio piece was kind of a, I mean, we're still in a guessing game here of what is working and what is not because some months are worse than others. But I had a really good last month as well, which was really really nice. I also think the other contributing factor of it was like I said, understanding that when I have this thin skin, you you have to adjust. So interestingly enough, I like to have a warm meal those days. I'll do a casserole or a soup and I really lay low. I try and not make any major decisions, which has been difficult because we have a lot of major decisions that have happened over the last year. Um, but I've walked away from a lot of brand partnerships. I've walked away from a lot of um, opportunities and events because I just, my mind was not in a space to 
receive opportunity or to feel worth. And so it did directly impact. So I had to start adjusting in order to make sure that we could, you know, move forward in a really, in a really good way. And so that sort of brings us to this year. So this year we have the one big thing that I know I've been teasing for like two years, but we're in the final stages of, um, finalizing I guess so we will be announcing Shane and I will be announcing the big thing that I um, basically invested the money I've made in this cool job into myself which I think is so cool because you got to bet on yourself in this life and I think that I'm really excited to share it with everybody but I still know that there is a couple more steps we have to take before um, I'm ready to open it totally up. This is the first time I've ever done something that's behind the scenes and it's been for a few different reasons, but uh, I'm excited for it to finally be out there. We are also finally tackling the water damage in our house. If you watch my Instagram stories, you will often see massive stains on the ceiling and that's because we had some unsealed windows from when the house was built. We also had a closet that when Suits and Sawdust redid it for us found that there was a nail in a water pipe leaking into our kitchen downstairs um, ongoing. So we just thought it was, you know, weather that caused a little leak in our ceiling. But no, it was actually a nail in a pipe. So check your closets. It, it's honestly a great time to be like, you know what, um, partner, I think we should redo our closet because apparently it's possible that your original closet is causing water damage. And that's true. I've actually heard a few people happen to. I love my new closet though. It's nice and well laid out and not leaking water all over my kitchen. So we also have to make all of these decisions. We are about to go through renovations and we're going to be living in the house while doing so. Now our house is a little bit different. I know I haven't showed you all of it, but when we bought this house, we knew this was going to be a really key uh, thing for us was that uh, when we first got it, there's a basement apartment with a full kitchen, two bedrooms, bathroom. And there's also an upstairs loft, which is where Shane works. It's like a like pinball machines. It's like a little bit of a man cave up there. And so when it comes to renovations, if we're going to be having to be uprooted for, you know, months to get the whole main floor done, we decided we're going to live in the house between the basement and the loft and our bedroom. So it's going to be still a major, major adjustment. We've only ever done one renovation before, and that's our bathroom. That was that was already uh, feeling like very disruptive to our lives, especially in the middle of the night. But it, I mean, it was so worth it and it paid off. And I think we're really happy where we are. We love where we live. We love that we got this house and we have slowly turned it into something that is truly us. And the main floor will be no different. We're working with a bunch of different local brands and then obviously are taking out a loan for the rest of it. And 13 Design Studio is leading the charge on everything. We're changing a little bit of the layout. We are changing the floors. We're fixing the ceiling. We're going to redo my office. We're actually going to set up a little podcasting space where we can actually start recording them as well, which will help a lot because it seems like podcasts aren't just podcasts anymore. They are videos. So we are also going to be implementing that a little bit more. And uh, yeah, there's a lot more to come as well, which I guess is a good time for me to tell you what is exactly changing with the podcast. So not a whole lot, except for that we're running it in-house now. Um, we also are going to be, if, I, if I'm if i honest, the same way I like social media to be a little bit fun and fluffy, I want to start going between us having 
really meaningful conversations and the ones that we sit and listen and learn and ones that we sort of collectively get to giggle and or, you know, learn a lot from those too. So we're actually introducing a brand new series and I have not shared this before. We are going to be doing a series called Ask Your Neighbors and Becky is going to be a regular on the podcast and we are going to be taking on questions from you all whether it's about us, whether it's life advice, we haven't figured that all out yet. It could even be, what's your opinion on this couple in celebrity world? And we will go in. You know, we don't shy away from that stuff. So I'm really happy because Becky has been such a supportive of, supporter, blah, 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 supporter of the show, but also one of the most loved voices on the show because she is everything we all wish we could be maybe, which is so unapologetically herself in every sense of the word. And if people judge her when she shows them who she is, she lets them. And uh, she's the yin to my yang because I'm a soft little Bruce Peach right now. And she is, um, she's she's tough. She's She's great. And she has been a rock for me. And I know she's been such a delight for so many other people just by who she is. So I'm very, very happy to have her on more. The kids have also said that they are wanting to come on and talk a little bit more. I know that everyone has been rooting for Gemma to come back on. I really had hoped to come on and do an episode around the race. Uh, I'm sure we'll do something like that, or maybe we'll have an episode with all of them. There's just... We're in such an interesting time. The kids are their own versions of just extreme wisdom, and I love that. And if they want to talk, then I'm so excited to share that too. And Shane will be on, of course, as well. And in between that, we're just going to have a lot more fun. And I hopefully, if there is capacity for me to do so, I hope to keep coming on and sharing little updates as well because – I think it's important in a sense in your own spaces to feel like you can sp- like you can speak. And I think maybe I have been a little jaded by just negativity and I've been a little jaded by um I don't know, just my own anxiety that has gotten a little bit louder than it ever has in years past. And I'm ready to take some steps forward and I recognize that I have to really change what I view as successful. I no longer want to worry about how many followers I'm gaining. I want to worry about if I if I like what I'm producing, if I feel good about who I'm being, if I'm growing, if I'm sharing um, what I want to be and that I can keep showing up as that version of myself. And if that means that people disconnect, then I'm grateful for the time that we cross paths, but I'm no longer going to let that hold me to something that I'm not or that I've progressed away from. And uh, I'm somebody who's lost a lot of followers in the last year. I will definitely, I I almost want to get balloons for when the, when it ticks down, you know, (laughs) another 10,000 because we celebrate so much in growth and sometimes that growth isn't in numbers. Sometimes that growth is in us and sometimes that growth is in growing away from the way that you used to do things, from the ways that you used to show up and really tapping into the ways that you can or have capacity for. And that's sort of me. And that's sort of where I'm at. And I still sort of 
throw up a little in my mouth every single time I press publish or record or send or share. And um, I'm still here though, and I'm still loving it. And I'm holding on to the parts that I love the most and the people that I love the most and the opportunities that I have and that I'm so grateful to be a part of. And I'm recognizing that your brain will lie to you over and over and over again. Your mind is such a powerful tool and your mind can twist and turn things on you in a dime, on a dime. And I'm ready to recognize that I can't trust every thought that I have, but that I can, oh, you know what? I actually want to read something. I was reading an article and I'm really, really sorry that I don't recall what the article was. I just screenshot it, to be honest with you, because it was just so beautiful. I'm just going to grab it. Okay, I found it. It is an article called I Am 65 And when I look in the mirror, all I see is ugliness. This article was written by Philippa Perry. And this is the quote that I screenshot because it was beautiful. You are indulging your monomania by holding on to the thoughts about how you believe you appear to others. We have thousands of thoughts a day. They become thinking when we grab hold of them. But instead of grabbing hold of them, watch them float away. Don't be the thoughts. Merely observe the thoughts. It goes on and uh, says things like the point of being obsessive, whatever the obsession may be, is to distract you from something that you don't want to face. Find out what that is and face it. The point, the thing that I kept looping back on for myself was we have thousands of thoughts a day. They become thinking when we grab hold of them. But instead of grabbing hold of them, watch them float away. Don't be the thoughts, merely observe the thoughts. When you are in a place of not always trusting your thoughts, that is a very, very hopeful, beautiful sentiment. And it's one that allows you to really discern the difference between a thought that is one that creates purpose, maybe that is nudging you in a direction that you need to go, and the ones that are just destructive, the ones that are distracting you, the ones that are leading you to a different life. When Jamila Jamil was on the podcast, she talked about the great distraction. She talked about how when we are distracted by what our bodies look like, we're not thinking about every other thing that we could be doing. I've talked about it a lot over the years too, when you realize these certain things. And and I think for me, it, it for a long time, it was about what my body looks like. And now it's been like, do people like me? Do they hate me? Are they perceiving me wrong? Is it this, that, or the other? And that's not my responsibility, I guess, even though that makes me feel internally a little bit terrified. And I'm still going to be incredibly, (laughs) I think, uh, cautious as I move through knowing that I have these thoughts. But having those thoughts and knowing that I do not have to grab onto them, but I can watch them float away is so hopeful. And I hope it is for you too. And thank you to Philippa Perry from The Guardian for those words and that article. It was, she actually has a book, it notes in this called um, The Book You Want Everybody to Love to Read and Maybe a Few You Don't. And there's one last line she says in that whole paragraph of that article. I've said this before and I'll probably have to say it again. What you say to yourself feels true, but it isn't true. It is merely familiar. 
You're mistaking the familiar refrains of your internal monologue for truth. So when you replace those refrains with different messages, they won't feel as true. And the more you practice the new messages, the more familiar they become and the more truer they begin to feel. You do not look worse than you did when you were 20. You just look different. And maybe my mind isn't worse than it was when I was 20. It's just different. It's just grown. It's just learned. It's had to regulate itself in a time of constant praise and criticism and knowing that you have to find your compass and you have to find your path amidst all of it. And so this is my grateful, triumphant return to podcasting, the thing that I thought maybe I was done with, not because I hated it, but because I loved it so much. And I was terrified I was becoming a version of myself that wasn't enough anymore or that didn't have capacity to take it on. And um, yeah, so a great new chapter in a a chapter to which the podcast is my own and we can take it in any direction we want. If I want to talk about fluff all day long or the Philadelphia Eagles and become a sports podcast, I can do that. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. (laughs) But I am, uh, if you are a longtime listener, thank you for taking the time to always tune in. Those 11, those 11 million downloads are not, um, are not nothing. And they are incredible because it is a constant reminder of the people who continue to tune in and listen. And so I appreciate you. And I'm excited to have some of the really stellar guests that we have coming on. And I'm going to be a lot more not picky, but I just want to keep going down the path of some of our best episodes have never been well-known names. Do you realize that? Some of our best episodes and the most downloaded ones have been with people that you might not recognize or know or ever heard of. But the words that they speak and the paths that they've walked have really changed my life and hopefully yours. And I'm excited to keep doing a lot of that. And I'm excited to maybe one day have somebody really hugely incredibly successful and still get to ask them the nerdy questions that I would ask not what maybe is the most google fact about them so appreciate you all I hope your year is starting off well and uh, you're finding ways to move through a really difficult month which is you know filled with darkness and cold and bills and um, I mean not to mention there's the entire diet culture just really gripping on to everything lately and uh, however you've been navigating I'm proud of you because I know that anybody who decided to wake up today and face it is doing a damn good job you don't have to face it perfectly none of us are I'm staring into my bathroom right now and I can see 12 towels that are hanging over the tub that need to be put in the wash and underwear on the floor and a bed that isn't made and this is my life and it's not perfect and that's what makes it so perfect (laughs) and uh we're all just doing our best we're all just moving through the days and the more we can root for each other in that instead of expecting perfection or expecting everybody to feel and be the exact same version of everything forever Hopefully we can let go of that. If you found something new that you absolutely love, I'm so excited for you. Like with running, I actually haven't run since the race, if I'm honest. 
I t- it's been so cold here and I've just been trying to stay healthy, but I also just haven't. And I'm ready to go back into that because I recognize how good it's been for my mental health and I'm excited to continue on that journey. And I'm really hoping for a half marathon next. So we're, uh, we have some new goals and I'm excited for that too. I like, I realize that it helps to have something in the books. It helps to know that there's something coming up to look forward to. And I have nothing in the books for it yet, but it's in my mind written. So uh, hopefully we can all have those little things that we hold on to that keep us through these little dark days. And um, if nobody's told you lately, uh, you're very loved. And I don't need to know you to say that. I just know that you are because if you're here and you're listening and giving your time, you're um, a person who is worth a lot in this life. And I hope you give yourself like a little warm squeeze. And uh, yeah, I know that's a little cheesy, but I just believe it to be true. And I hope that you feel that from me today. And I hope that we take this podcast in a really freaking fun direction with a lot of great moments. And to be honest, I'm just trailing off now because I'm not really sure how to end this. But I'm excited and we will. Damn, we'll see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.